You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Good. A little bit rattled. Yeah, me too. Me too. The queen is gone. Yeah, it's... I'm... I, I shouldn't was, be sarcastic. No, no, I was, I was more, um, I was actually a little bit more emotional than I thought I would be when I heard that when I first woke up um, yeah. this morning, because I, w- I woke up to that news. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was kind of like, why, why is this kind of um, hit me so? But I think it's, you know, like your grandparents, like my grandparents are English, you know, my grandmother adored the queen, yeah. you know, she's been the longest serving monarch, you know, in terms of kind of 70 years. And I think, just think it kind of feels like it's like era defining. I think they said that on the radio on my way over here this morning. And I was like, oh yeah, that kind of feels about, about right. And I think that's where we're at, isn't it? Is a lot of these things feel like we're in this era defining kind of moment where we're almost like um, <clears throat> in one world there's all of this stuff going on that is just like, you're like, whoa, just the hits just keep on coming. And then in another world, there's all of these things that are starting to emerge that are almost the polar opposite of, of that. And it feels like we're living kind of straddled between those two worlds at the moment. Yeah, well said. It really feels like we've got one foot in, one foot out, um, or one mm. foot in, one foot out, depending on where you're living, past, present, or future. Mm. Present being in middle. <laughs> that, <laughs> that image. But yeah... Irish heritage. I, I think I took the Queen's death a bit differently. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you would have a different, uh, different uh, relationship with, uh, with yeah, the royal with the, family for sure. I'm mm. a bit of an Australian grunge as well. Um, yes, but all the same, I feel the same sentiment around what you're talking about, and that is that it feels like we are on, like it's not a twilight zone, just very much on the cusp, and also on the on the final see you later but what that looks like it's it's easy to say but then actually we've spent this week trying to find where we're going to be sort of internet wise in seven years and work Mm. backwards from that so it's a it's we're sort of going to try today to explain how we exit the old and enter the new Mm. uh, and what that'll look like well what the new king what his clothes will be (laughs) yeah definitely whether yeah he'll have any relevance or not the queen sort of uh, anyway we'll get off the queen but arguably lost more relevance as she's gone on um but whether that He's going to carry through. Uh, did you have a chance to sit down and really scratch the head? I did. Yeah, and, I did. And land on anything particularly interesting. I found myself personally mm. have a few moments. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And then a few that was just very mediocre. I think the brilliant ones I didn't even write down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're just gonna you're just gonna stick with the mediocre ones. Yeah. Don't don't give the other the other ones. He's filed away and he's gonna turn into businesses. The yeah. mediocre stuff he's gonna share with the world. Yeah, you yeah. know me too well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a new Patty venture coming soon. <laughs> no, but so um, so we're going from seven. I'm happy to. Look- to start with the mediocre, and I know you'll come in sure. with some cream. All right, let's do it. Um, so, really, the first, not that exciting, sorry to not sell it to the listeners out there, but is sort of data to be enshrined as a body part. Like, that's going to be, mm. like, universal. I think it's going to be there, our third, I don't know, fourth arm <laughs> or third arm, and yep. what that'll look like, I think it has to be there, and that'll lend itself to that data portability and and hopefully yeah really shape it would have shaped 
our our seven year where we are there and how we've got there and what that actually means mm. and how we want to use that arm in that space will very much be a conversation. So do do you mean that in the sense um, of that your your data as an individual is going to become something that is that is yours as much as your arm? Yeah, your arm and is it's yours. going to need like sort of a little bit of a health check and things like that because we're going to be entering a space we already can see it frauds just rampant yeah and so it's sort of like digital health is going to be an interesting one in terms it'll Mm. take that actual facet of the digital arm what that actually means yeah how you look like where your data cookie trail whatever is in that seven year space i think for a lot of things to come together that's that arm has to exist and it has to be part of your body and people have to take it as seriously as if your arm's being mangled when it's online and and if we take that data as a package and that is a person then you can then start to move it and it ties that conversation up where we've been speaking about being able to be portable so you can sort of take that arm and put it in an ecosystem and if you will then it sort of lends itself to being able to lend a hand to that space Mm. so sort of the the analogy keeps going with the hand around sort of helping to build that future that you want it to be. And, and by doing that, you put your data where you'd like to see the future be built. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, I, totally. I think that's really interesting because it's what it, what it shows is there's a trajectory away from really corporately kind of your data being farmed, if you like, and being used. And so the value transfer, because one of the big things I've been thinking a lot about is that as we enter this age, we're kind of, we're almost out of bullets in terms of if you look at where the economy actually sits today, right? And a lot of that... is that we're entering broadly peak human. And and what I mean by that is that it's not just peak human, it's actually peak human in who can work, um, is actually by, well, it's not that far out. I mean, kind of another 30 years, we'll be then on below replacement levels of population. So if you start to kind of look at it through that lens, based off of what you're starting to talk about, is that you see this real kind of moment and shift where the value that data creates all sits basically inside probably well let's just say let's be kind 50 companies in the world government has some of that but then it's actually the people in terms of their own kind of control of that is that you know you hear like little whispers of like all oh, your data is worth something it's this it's that but it's actually the part that i think you know you're talking to and the enabler of that is that it actually has to become a right and so kind of having data rights and then how that gets managed through some form of kind of, you know, to your second point around Freud avoidance, um, fraud avoidance, not fruit avoidance. That's a whole other thing. I've been doing that my whole life. Um, stay away from that, man. <laughs> the, um, the piece, though, that, that comes through that is where we can start to see is that people will be able to take their data, understand where that actually has impact and has value for them, but then also keep it safe. Because I think that's the that's the big piece of the moment is that, um, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is that it's not the death of the institution as an enabler, but it's the transition of these institutions fully into the digital age and actually what that, what that means. And certainty, rather than becoming something that is, um, you know, in kind of God we trust, so to speak, on the back of a piece of currency. It's actually, I actually trust that I can see this because it's almost like in the key or in the digital footprint, I trust. Mm, in the encryption, I trust. And and I think that's yeah, it's such a powerful point that you put <coughs> around 
peak human where we're sitting and that transition that we spoke mm. and opened this conversation with. And I think to build on that is what we're really hitting and what I was thinking about throughout this week is that I think what this seven years and this transition is really understanding is that we do live in, in an attention economy and what that actually means and what the contributor is and what the builder is and hmm. really sell to that transference of who the audience is what that is and who like eyes and money it's weird hmm. that's very strange that's where we live and yeah. i don't think that is fully realized and that's a powerful moment and it's starting you're starting to see it play out but hmm. i think that's a friction that'll be resolved and played out up to those seven years and what that'll look like is going to be very interesting and i think the platforms that build around that notion they're going to be the most and make it slick enough are going to be the most i suppose used yeah so that almost like i guess in in that construct it's a it's a platform that allows you to take your data securely and kind of take it take it with you basically yeah, yeah. and yep. you can monetize like it, this is all the talk in sort of how to decentralize it mm. and, and what that'll actually mean but yeah. i think the, the big point and on your point around sort of out of bullets but uh, i think we are but then it's also there's been a big storing of that and i think it's a that realization that where people spend their time is where growth and where um, value is created mm. so what that actually is going to look like in the future is going to be unique hopefully otherwise it's going to be the algorithm will be turned against us and we're staring <laughs> at a blank wall and just <laughs> creating cash for someone <laughs> yeah no no no. yeah well, it's that's interesting the, that's the other because there is big data lakes out there but i think yeah i was definitely realized that i'm definitely a half glass full if not a glass full type of person when i look at the future for mm. for good or for worse yeah totally um i found it hard to really i think <clears> by <throat> practice to look at the super negatives but yeah, even just saying that, you can really see, I feel like we are on these two paths and yep. you can take either one here, super negative, super positive. We'll probably land in the middle somewhere, yep. um, but I'm definitely skewed to the to the high road, low road, whichever road we define as being positive. Did you have one to, to add on to? I did, I did. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been, I've been thinking about... Um, really kind of the the idea of kind of augmentation and what that actually means so augmentation i think is going to be one of the key enablers and i think as part of all of that it's really that the way that we actually work in the world it's it's a change of interface i think that's that's the big thing that you know i've been thinking a lot about is that if you kind of we're very stuck at the moment as human beings in terms of that we're trying to engage with this kind of this digital world <clears throat> around us through very antiquated technology so we sit and we type and we move now you know like i mean we used to do that in the 1800s we used to type i mean that was the kind of the the telegraph right this kind of use of hands to kind of put stuff together and move things but i think that the gesturing and kind of the ability to see things kind of that is the work that you're working on and being much more free to be able to kind of construct if you like in terms of in this in this world is what i see mm -hmm. you know as one of the kind of key enablers is really freeing us from the desk so to speak so i think we're kind of we're in this moment in time where you know people are going well the office right is like i don't want to go and work in the office because i'm just going to go sit at another desk in another environment the i can sit at a desk office. yeah potentially like I, I see it almost as that that's the trajectory where this is heading. So the office becomes the place where you can work like this, right? Versus, um, 
you know, really just going desk to another. Desk stuff. Yeah, going to, going to another desk. I think this kind of, this technology and the way that this actually could start to start to work. I mean, broadly, it's there. No one's really brought it together. But I think the the start points of that, if you look at like the, the server kind of revolution, servers really became something that sat in kind of universities initially. And again, people flocked to those universities because they allowed them to do their work. And I think that's the, that's the difference in terms of the, you know, you might not be in the office every day. Um, but if you kind of want to be ultra productive, that's my sense is these collaboration moments where you can actually be surrounded by the work and kind of be able to create stuff, I think is, um, yeah, what I see starting to occur. Yeah, that's a really good, um, a really good point. I was thinking about how work is going to be evolving in there, that, that build on what that office is going to be. You can really see that actually starting to happen and needing to happen to reinvent the office because yeah the the ask to come into <laughs> yeah. at the moment when you've got a desk here and a desk yeah. there well it's just a bit odd and that antiquation yeah. around how long that's mm. been before but yeah well how that will be pulled together will be mm. really unique i think and exciting if it can happen or, yeah. or very strange yeah it's almost like a return to the factory kind of style of style of working it's more kind of it's more even agrarian really it's kind yeah. of like i think people will be able to work with data you know and again with kind of thinking seven years out i think we'll be on the this is where it's all heading so typically when you start to see really the technology that needs to needs to kind of evolve is that moving away from kind of inputs through kind of going tap 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 yeah. tap tap you know using your fingers to to gesturing and kind of being able to pull move. and move yeah. and kind of that <clears throat> we might need things that kind of help us like if you have like if you're working on a data formula you're working on an algorithm it might be that you can take the the data set and kind of pull those two things together but as you're actually building the formula or the kind of actually coding it it could be that there's different like colors on a wall so you're just going bang 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 yeah. and kind of working through but i think there's going to be a different way to actually in immerse yourself in these worlds to be able to create exactly the same output but it's that it's more focusing on the way that we get there so how do we work into it rather than sitting down kind of looking into yeah. a screen trying to kind of code something so to speak it's you could be standing up immersed in the actual problem have four data sets floating around you and being able to pick the pieces you need yeah i can see that even applying to our work or any work like being able to either be with client or be with team and be able to like everyone work on a task or be doing that because that's essentially what you're doing when you're at a desk yeah. is you sort of be in a similar space you share files but everyone can sort of see it move it yeah pass on sort of information see how it sticks exactly start prototyping and build you can sort of see it before sending it sort of thing it's uh yeah you'd think you'd be able to break out of a few boxes there and the other thing that i like about that is that i think it could be a big unlock for for people who have been restricted from say word or from certain exactly. ways of using technology and i think hopefully yeah. that'll open up new ways of thought to get to the to the surface exactly um, exactly and it's you know there's so many different ways i think this will manifest over time it's like you know like in health for example so in, in a hospital so you know one of the biggest issues in hospitals is basically like patient record so you know in this type of world arguably the patient's record would just be there above their head yeah. right so it's kind of like and you would walk in and you'd basically be able to go okay right that's where they're at right so there's kind of there's or it would follow them around so it basically walks with them like that's just a very yeah, simple like a key yeah and then you get to see it and examine it exactly and it just goes with them yeah. so and that's where i think 
we're yeah to like the the and kind you of, might not actually even be able to access that online until that person do you know what i mean yeah it's, exactly it's cool yeah yeah you really get that uh augmented sort of feeling like, but yeah, it's not geofenced. like glasses it's not no no yeah, but glasses I, I understand the thinking behind those types of things because what they're looking at trying to do is that they're trying to use vision oh for sure whereas yeah. i think what they've missed is that um it's actually to me it's not vision and it's not sound even some people talk about sound being yeah. the kind of the way that we're going to um interact in the metaverse i don't think that's necessarily true in some ways but it's much more about gesturing and immersion and that's much that's no one's really figured that out yet yeah well it's a combo you need a combination of all three for trick that just your eyes yeah. at the moment and put you in a space but we can't layer layer and that's maybe where the glasses will go so it could be a, it could be glasses but i think it's but about think enabling the, the this, gesturing. Is, this is a build on where i think it was going i feel like yeah internet electricity going to blend and i think mm -hmm. the idea of node or where internet is generated from or how it's carried i think that that yeah. distribution of the server to build up internet mm -hmm. um resilience is gonna is gonna have to be there however that looks yep soon to be determined but that technology is being built yep but i think that's going to allow unique infrastructure to be built off that so yeah, starting sure. to think what does that mean and it's like well you know, to your point, and this is why I'm bringing it in, it's like, well, if that is the vision of sort of the workspace or new spaces, I think building materials, different things in walls will actually start to serve as mm. technology that you can interact with the internet or you can interact with the net and can store its own unique set of things there because yep. I think it can be its own node and it needs to exactly. interact with keys differently. Yep. So I don't think it needs to pop off the wall. Maybe that can come, but it's a bit like... Mm um yeah i think there's a an interesting build there where you don't need to wear a pair of glasses but it can be sort of very much in the space um yep. which is going to be a really strange one when i started going down here because i was like well you know <clears throat> restaurants cafes libraries um anywhere can really have that technology built into it be its own server be its own house and supply some of that to the internet what mm -hmm. it wants to and then you can go to the physical and interact with unique sort of data that you get yeah, from there absolutely. or you have or you have unique access to that in in another way um and what does that look like and how does that play out starts to starts to get the imagination spinning and then it's like well what is the world of advertisement going to look like when we start to play mm. into this space and it's and bringing it back to like that 1800s 1500s it's like you project into now if you brought your relative from way back yeah, when what is going on <clears throat> probably explode yeah. and and i think that'll happen to us going forward but yeah. what that's going to look like is going to be yeah very very different and what advertisement that's what i also was going to get to like what is advertisement going to be in the future i think it's the same be, as it always been it's been persuasion right so oh for sure but like the actually application of it that's yeah. a lot of the talk at the moment it's like what is that and how does that sit at a societal level but i'll probably just keep pushing the boundaries as as we are, as you so eloquently said, out of bullets. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the simple base case of that is that, like, kind of like broadly, the kind of the digital kind of world that we create around us mirrors what we already know. So therefore, the brands we know just take that form, right? I mean, they're they're brands, they're visual things anyway. Yeah. So they're they can just hop across. It's actually, it's probably, arguably, you know. In, profit enhancing for, for sure that's for what i mean but i think it's more the the saturation it's like where yeah. is that drawn will it look strange in the office like will the office mm. have you know say if you're in that immersion world all of a sudden you bring in 
You suppose you already are when you're on the internet. Oh, I think it's, I mean, that's the part where I go, it's, that's the part I don't think would change very much yeah. because, I mean, we've already had 10 opportunities in history to c- reject that kind of sort of stuff, but we don't. We're collectors. Yeah. We're magpies, in yeah. essence. We always want small little things that kind of, we can personalize that are signals for, for ourselves. Yeah. I and mean, that's just, it's human, yeah. right? None of us are going to end up in this world where everything's white and then we just basically, we just turn it on when we're kind of in the in the metaverse, so to speak. We will we will create graffiti and visual noise mm. all the way through that space. It's just it's just who we are. And I think the other the other thing that's interesting about what you're saying is that that's the one of the other enablers that's going to say is really it's the electrification yeah. of the world. Like, I mean, what everything we're talking about now, you, like think about the power demands exactly. that this actually requires you know like we talk about you know getting to um net zero by 2050 it's this is a whole other grid just well it just cannot like so like this this way of kind of operating in the world is what do we do with kind of you know i mean like our grid here in australia i like i mean i think i'm being kind when i say it was built in the 50s right in terms of actually um and i think i am genuinely being kind when mm. i when i say that is that so it's so just being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> i could be <laughs> long live the queen <laughs> um no she <laughs> but i don't think she's changed i don't think she saw very much change in in her lifetime and that's that's everywhere but this this idea of um one of the enablers of getting to smartness around power is something we absolutely require at a base level and even doing that sets up this whole thing like as an economic driver so they go hand in hand well like thinking about it i was like i feel like anything that moves is gonna soon be generating energy and it's how you cap well it is it's like how do you capture that and then recycle that that closed loop sort of system yep and it plays into where the internet's heading so all these things are playing in like they're not generated from one little small or one big coal mine no one big solar panel spot one big hydro i feel like if if done well it has an opportunity to be able to be generating power in lots of different ways yeah and it's stored it's um you know i think the the interesting part is what you're talking about is basically kinetic energy yeah. that's kind of exists around us and that can easily be uh, <clears throat> captured the thing that's happened is that we're basically we our energy sources are basically they were on this planet doing kinetic things you know, millennia yeah. ago. And then here we come along, we're like, do, 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 drill a hole into the ground and be like, ooh, that looks interesting. And oh, wow, it burns, right? Yeah. So, and that's, so moving out of this combustion and the fact that we have to light everything on fire, um, <laughs> my fire would aside, I'm keeping that. Um, but kind of ev- everything else, then you start to think about where that actually goes when the technology catches up to how do we capture recurring regenerative energy that's that's everywhere around us and this move from needing to burn stuff to make energy to basically being able to capture it as it kind of hits through some form of synthesis like a plant Mm. is really interesting beautiful stuff yeah yeah and it takes us as a as a world even here in australia think about the stuff like um i was reading this thing yesterday about like making green steel here right we have so much energy coming out of the sun that we can literally just hitting us and you know i mean it's you know most days in the outback it, it hits 40 right but yet we're pulling up you got to think about yeah. this like we're pulling up the iron in the pilbara we're pulling it out of the ground in this 40 degree heat we're then digging it all Smelting up it. S- sticking no we don't even do that we stick it on, on a boat a and send it all the way to china for them to then take 
coal that we've also sent there it's, for them to smelt it all yeah. under these things why don't we just do it all there yeah and just make green steel and so there's this guy from um spain was talking about this kind of like this really cool renewables kind of um uh, business out of bilbao and they're doing really really well through exactly that they're building the infrastructure of the green economy taking over old shipyards and all of this sort of stuff to build wind turbines offshore etc but he was just like yeah why don't you just do that yeah. and i was like that's yeah that's why that's a really good question but it's like i think that's where it gets really interesting because you think about what that would mean for us here in, here in yeah. australia is that it basically we're no longer dependent on china yeah you know in terms of kind of like we give them two inputs and broadly they then turn that into steel to kind of build build their world we could just go well we make all the steel for the world here mm. at source and it's again it's kind of that vertical value that um i think you know is going to become more and more important yeah that vertical value but then also i think as as things play out moving forward i think a lot of economies are going to be looking towards their own backyard or close allies around how they how they be a little bit more self-sufficient um, and mm. shore up that and how to generate energy is going to be huge. But yeah, I think that's going to be, hopefully it's seven years, might be being very optimistic yep. that that will be playing out. But I think that thought around kinetic energy and the swimming in the internet of things is yep. going to be very much more real than where we are right yeah. now. And we, I guess we said in the initial kind of um, setup for this is that uh, we're not, and you know like this is probably like part one of three yeah. um but i think what we said was that it's it's really about enablers starting to emerge right so what it what it isn't i don't think is is a finished is a finished no. product so i was kind of thinking through well when have i experienced this in in my own life and you know i remember vividly starting university and going we just gotten computers in high school and then i went to university and i was kind of like they're teaching us to like we had to code in um, high school but then we had to code yeah. at university to actually basically be able to build like a financial spreadsheet right and it was a it was a nightmare yeah an absolute nightmare but then it's kind of like i remember like leaving you and it was all done for you it's right so it was all kind of like through excel etc so you understood all the formulas you understood what you needed to do but it was then done for you and this kind of this software application world kind of then started and that was the start of it and now you look now and it's like apps are everywhere for everything so that's a um you know that's a kind of what 20 20 year window yeah. so but in those first seven years you really saw the trajectory come through which is that it's smaller it's more mobile and it's basically it's software led it's not hardware anymore yeah so we've sort of landed on some really interesting points where we think it's going to be in seven years and now our task is whether we want to do it now or whether we want to yeah. pull that back for, ne for next week but it's like how do we get there and i think mm. to just touch on it is that point to your point around green steel and that person going hang on a minute mm. this is stupid <laughs> yeah. and yep. then there is now real market opportunity to offer something that is hitting like companies esgs like tying sure. into like policy tying into the way people yeah. want to build in the future and tick boxes at an organizational level yep. and be able to like essentially like organizational signal to being a green company mm. That is the moment that people are seizing now. And that wasn't the moment 10 years ago where this no. person could go, that is stupid. Everyone knew it was stupid. Yep. But the systems weren't designed to be able to allow that person to actually take action yep. and be able to turn it into a sustainable business. But it seems like, as we said at the start of this episode, that we are at a point 
where those thoughts, those critical thoughts around structure, the way that we've done things in the past can be critiqued, not yep. only critiqued, but then challenged. Yep. I'm not saying all these challenging things are going to get through, but it feels like now's the time to really challenge mm. and offer a solution. And it feels to that point, well, yeah, that makes sense. Let's <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, just to just to conclude that and then we'll, yeah, like I do think we should kind of unpack like each each of these because I think what we're saying is that there's there's basically data, but it's, it's really, it's a transference. So I think it's, you know, it's about kind of building out the problem statement is that data is moving from being corporately kind of farmed and controlled by them to actually kind of individually controlled mm. so that kind of that shift and what actually sits in that space and that's ultimately there's the kind of one of the key enabling technologies there is blockchain or distributed ledgers however you want to put it the second part that we're kind of talking about is this augmented world where kind of you can basically the physical and the kind of the the digital the interface is starting to change away from the death of computer like the, yeah the, the death of the death of almost like the death of phones even yeah right so this kind of like you might have a phone but like it's it's probably not going to be exactly what you think you're probably not going to be sitting there sending a lot of people like when you watch young people they don't do this anyway they talk into into their phone because it's just easier right it's like you know like it's you can always tell like you can tell i i find it hilarious like like sometimes they'll text but they'll mostly send emojis if you're doing that sort of stuff or just make it super short like text speak yeah but old people like me you know will type out a message whereas like it's just you just press the mic button and you know i'm only just getting to that i'm like well this is heaps easier what am i doing yeah yabbity, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah 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 and send joey's messages yeah. are now like <laughs> yeah. two pages long they're essays <laughs> they're essays no but that's such a good point yeah yeah, yeah. so the, but this this kind of the the death of these kind of these yeah. restrictive ways of interacting with um, the digital world. And then the last part is this electrification piece around kind of the what's, what does it mean when we can actually keep energy, yeah. you know, and kinetic cycle. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good place. So they're the three that we'll sort of build backwards from, yep. um, from today process what's happened today and yeah. for the week and then yeah come back with the stepping stones of how we think we'll get there. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.